Let us open our Bibles this morning to James chapter 1 to read a few verses before we enter into our worship of the Lord. The first chapter of the epistle of James. The words here speak directly to us and they will take Romans chapter 2 and apply them to us. James, the first chapter, I'd like to read verses 21 through the end of the chapter. We want to learn everything that the Apostle Paul intended in his original penning or dictating of the epistle to the Romans in its Jewish context. But we also want to apply the warnings there, the rebuke and correction there, and the condemnation there to our own lives based on these words right here. James chapter 1, verse 21. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. In verse 21, the exhortation is made to put aside all the filthiness of our flesh and all the naughtiness and evil of our doings and to receive humbly God's word, which he has sown in our hearts already under the new covenant, but it is able to save our souls, not to save our souls from hell, but to save our souls from a ruined life and a life that is displeasing to God in this world. These brethren are already born-again brethren of James, to whom he addresses these words about saving their souls. There is a salvation in the Bible, but it's only a salvation to the doers of the works described there, not the hearers of the word. And so verse 22 tells us that we want to be doers of that word and not hearers only. Just to hear is a waste and, and vanity. We want to hear and do. You can't do without hearing, but you can hear without doing, and we want to be the former, not the latter. We want to hear and do. Otherwise, we deceive ourselves by taking some measure of comfort in the fact that we're hearing the Word of God preached, and we're under the preaching of God's Word, but we don't do it. These verses are important to us to make practical in our own lives the lesson that Paul is going to give against the Jews very boldly and strongly in the second chapter of Romans. Verse 23, if anyone comes in here today and hears the word, but doesn't go do it, he's like a man beholding his natural face in a mirror. 
He looks in the mirror, realizes what's wrong with him, but then he walks away from that mirror and forgets what he just saw in the mirror, that he has some serious facial problems, and he doesn't remedy them. He beholds himself, verse 24, and he goes his way, and straightway, immediately, forgets what manner of man he was that the mirror exposed him to be. And the Word of God is like a mirror. It's going to expose us today. It's going to expose us today. I will do my best to expose you and me today from God's Word. Verse 25, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, like looking into a mirror, looking into God's Word, hearing it, and continuing therein, meaning he hears what is expected of his life, and he begins to do it, and he stays doing it, and he keeps doing it. He continues in the Word of God by doing it. He's not a forgetful hearer, but a doer. This man shall be blessed in his deed. There is blessing that comes from that response to the preaching of the gospel. If any of you seem to be religious, pretend to be religious, claim to be religious, profess to be religious, but you don't bridle your tongue, he's going to hit us in four areas. You don't bridle your tongue. Your religion is vain. You don't visit the fatherless. You don't visit the widows. Your religion is vain. You don't keep yourself unspotted from the world. Your religion is vain. This is the word of the Lord to us. If our religion is sincere, then we bridle our tongues, we keep ourselves unspotted from the world, and we care about widows and children without fathers. This is the word of the Lord. This is to us. This is more directly to us than Romans is to us. Romans is going to be dealing with a Jewish context and a Jewish issue. However, we're going to take those words and apply them as well as we can indirectly to our own situation. And these verses help us do that. The Jews made their boast of the law of God. They wore it. They heard it. They possessed it. They memorized it. They transcribed it. They preached it. They taught it. They proselytized throughout the world. They loved it, they kissed it, they adored it, but they didn't do it. We love the King James Bible. We boast of the King James Bible. We teach and defend the King James Bible. Do we keep what is in the King James Bible? That's the issue. May the Lord help us to this end. Our Father in heaven, in the glorious name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the object of all the prophecies of the Word of God, the ultimate object, we bless and praise Thy holy name. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee that Thou hast given us Thy Word. But with this sober reminder from our brother James, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we pray that You would have mercy upon us this day and convict us in our hearts that we would not be vain professors of religion, but that we would be sincere followers and continue in what we hear this day. Our Father in heaven, save us from hypocrisy. Save us from profaning ourselves by singing your praise, making our boast in God, and then not walking out of this place and living exactly as thou hast dictated the terms of our lives. You have told us how to be wives, how to be husbands how to be fathers, 
how to be children, how to be masters, how to be employees, how to be magistrates, how to be citizens. You have told us how to be neighbors and loving brethren. You have told us how to worship thee. You have told us how to guard our thoughts, our lips, our feet, and our hands. You have told us what we ought to do with our time. You have told us to redeem the time. Your word is plain, it is clear, it is thorough, it is extensive. We can do it. We should do it. We must do it. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that this day, by the Holy Spirit, you will expose in each of us any of those areas of weakness that militate and fight against the Word of God, that we will meekly bring ourselves into submission to Scripture, and we will obey it. That we will realize the important lesson of Romans 2 is not speculation about a fatalistic concept of salvation that has unconverted elect walking everywhere, but a very practical theology of circumcising our own hearts. Heavenly Father, let us not be fatalists in a legal sense because Jesus Christ was circumcised for our sins. We know and we believe this. But that transaction was out of our hands and 2,000 years ago. Heavenly Father, let us not be fatalists in regard to vital circumcision by the cutting off of our foreskin of our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, let us be practical readers, hearers, and doers of the Word of God that we will circumcise our own hearts and that we will cut off every bit of ugly flesh that is still hanging there on our hearts, and that we will love Thee with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and that we will fear Thee with all our might, and that we will keep all Thy commandments and precepts and judgments. Heavenly Father, hear us this day. O Lord, we are so needy in our of ourselves. We can do nothing without Thee, but with Thee we can do all things. We pray that You would empower us and You would lift us up in the Spirit by Your Spirit. Guide us as we read these holy words of Scripture, the ones we have read, the ones we shall read, that they might find a lodging place in our hearts upon prepared ground that will bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, being sanctified by the power of the Holy Ghost. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins. Have mercy upon us, O Lord. Every foolish, filthy, vile, jesting, wasted, idle word that has passed our teeth, forgive us. Have mercy upon us through the Lord Jesus Christ, whose graciousness confounded even his enemies. Heavenly Father, forgive us for the thoughts, the lusts, the fantasies, the revenge, the grudges, the bitterness of our hearts and our minds, and have mercy upon us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Forgive us where our feet have taken us, the things our hands have touched, and forgive us, O Lord, where we did not think and did not speak and did not walk and do what we should have done. Have mercy, O Lord God, our Father. We are sorry that we are in these bodies of flesh, but it is by your holy righteous and wise choice, we pray that you would deliver us from the body of this death through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Heavenly Father, bless us to worship thee acceptably with all our might, to lift up a melody from our hearts, 
not our parts, from our hearts that would be acceptable in thy sight. Let us speak and teach and admonish and exhort one another with the words of these hymns and songs that we shall soon sing, that we might together unite our hearts, remind our souls, bless our spirits in the wonderful things of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our Father, be with our praying. Let our hearts be united. Let the throne of God be opened to us as it is declared in Scripture. Let nothing be in our hearts, our minds, our hands that would hinder us this day. Our Father, we pray no less for all our brethren throughout the world in all these matters that you would bless them as well as us. We pray that you would preserve our nation for the sake of our children. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would strengthen and establish and lengthen and broaden and deepen your kingdom in this earth. And we pray that you would send the Lord Jesus Christ for us soon. Heavenly Father, till then, we pray that the Holy Spirit will intercede on our behalf and pray for us with groanings which cannot be uttered by our feeble, infirmed abilities. And that he will pray for us according to the will of God, and that you will hear. O Lord God, be with us this day. We love Thee. We thank Thee. We praise Thee. We bless Thee. We humble ourselves before Thee. We are the scum of the earth. But by Your grace, we are Your children. And we thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee for our elder, older, preeminent, firstborn brother. We thank Thee for Him who is the second Adam. We thank Thee for Him who has defeated death for us. We thank Thee for Him who ever lives for us. And we pray that You will teach us this day to be more like Him. That we will be conformed to Him. Not only by Your predestinating purpose and the power of the Holy Ghost, but by our humility to repent of our foolishness And to obey Thee. Hear us as we call upon Thee, Heavenly Father. And be with us and be with every assembly of Your saints. Be with those who cannot be with us. And by Your angels and by Your Spirit, protect, bless, and teach them by Your means. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.